HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Zapotitlan de Vidio is a community of some 6,000 people in south-central Jalisco. There is a long and strong history in this community of traditional agriculture, what's now being called regenerative farming. But that history is at risk of disappearing. Sacred is supporting the build of a 4,000-square-foot public library in this community. The focus of the library will be regenerative farming, with a large portion of the collection being selected by local vinateros, Sacred is both humbled and proud to be able to help support the future of regenerative agriculture in Zapotitlan de Vaidio, and it's all made possible by a grant from 818 Tequila. To learn more about this library and the other projects 818 Tequila is funding, please visit us at sacred.mx. That's sacred.mx. The earth is home to all of us, and we're honored to have been selected by 818 Tequila as their partner in making it a more welcoming home. I am Lou Bank. I am Chava Perivan. And this here is Agave Road Trip. The, what are we? The critically acclaimed award-winning <laughs> podcast that helps green gangs, bartenders, better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, we ahead. talk about mezcal. When people tell me uh, you have a, well, I, I don't tell people that I have a podcast because I think that's humiliating a little bit. Because like people got. <laughs> you really yeah, are like telling just, people? Well, it's, it's a weird thing to tell people. I'm going to derail like, for a second because you realize like something weird just happened this week with our statistics. Oh, what happened? The, the great. The greatest number of listeners we have anywhere in the world is in Mexico City now. No. It became our, yes, it became our hottest city. Oh, maybe all the gringos that care about agave spirits are it, moving to Mexico? No, I think it's just all of your ex-girlfriends trying to keep tabs on you. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't want to. <laughs> anyway. Touch. That's a sensitive issue right now. Yes, Luke. I'm okay? sure. Yeah, so, right now it's a sensitive issue. Sure. Okay. So anyways, uh, even before we start, uh, yeah. I have to say, you know, when people ask me, uh, you know, like I go to bars all the time and stuff and I, I, I ask for. Not in a problematic strange... way for any of your the ex-girlfriends who are concerned about you. Keep no, going. No, no, no. Of course not. So I go into these places and I ask for rather strange things from the menu. And <laughs> it is rather often that the bartender or the person taking care of me will ask me, do you work in mezcal? Really? 
Yeah, just because of how you, what I order and how I order it. And uh, well, can you give me a concrete example of what you order and how you order it uh, that that uh, evoked this response? Uh, well, actually, uh, the the best hangover place in the planet is called Los Danzantes in Oaxaca. It's called Los Danzantes. Is it the same Los Danzantes that I know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So if if you have a terrible hangover, uh, you should head to Los Danzantes, and they're gonna take amazing care of you. Uh, they have a great agua chile, and I I know their line of alipuses really well. Yeah, and uh, I know exactly what I need, and I know the progression that I need. So I usually <laughs> order three mezcales at a time uh, when I go there, and that prompts the person taking care of me to ask, "Do you work in mezcal?" Huh. Okay. And, and I and I tell them like I have a I don't say podcast because I like I feel nervous about that word, but I <laughs> uh, I, I will tell them that I I have a radio show that that talks about mezcal. But God, that sounds so much more pretentious than podcast. But I'm radio sorry, show? keep going. I mean, like maybe it's... maybe this is lost in translation, but keep going. Yeah, like it's like when I talk with my mother too. Like she doesn't know what a podcast is, so I say like a radio show. Okay. Anyways, so uh, so but I never say agave spirits. I say like a mezcal, mezcal show. Yeah. They never ask agave spirits. I just like say, do you work in mezcal? Right. And, and was, it, was yeah, that the so, full detour? And now I can get. Well, that, that would, no, no. Well, uh, there's going to be a, a, a later detour, maybe in another episode. Actually, I'm going to save some tragedy, <laughs> tragic things that happened today. But uh, but but why don't you just use the word mezcal for the introduction of this podcast? Well, for the okay, so specifically for the introduction, I don't because that's not what we talk about, right? You know, I I, I wanted to do this. I wanted to cover this subject because uh, a couple of weeks ago we had the episode about Sotal and. And, um, you know, and I, I mentioned in that episode that uh, a lot of the people who are complaining about these Texas distilleries who are distilling so tall, um, they're complaining that those people aren't respecting the D.O. of Sotal, the denomination of origin that says that, that Mexico owns Sotal. Um and uh, and those are the exact same people, the ones who are making that complaint are some of the exact same people who get angry at me for not using the word mezcal for any agave spirit that is not certified as mezcal, right? So there's like a mm. double standard going on there. Um, so I wanted to explain, and I know I've done this in another episode, but I, I thought I thought it would be helpful to explain my reasoning uh, for that. Wait, wait, but 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 even before you say that, yeah, I I used to be a grand fan of the agave spirits expression, but I think that there is a important element to the fact that. There are communities that have been using certain words to name things. Sure, yeah, I agree. Right, so yeah. so it it is like there. You know, I used to work with ceramicists for oh, a I long time. I didn't know time. that. Okay. Anyway, so I, that that was uh, hey, you know these things. So anyway, uh, I used to work a lot with in Santa Maria at Zompa, which mm -hmm. is uh, now it's a suburb of Oaxaca City, but it's it's a small town, um, and they have a. Probably one of the oldest ceramic traditions in in the American continent, and uh, they have an archaeological site in their community, yeah. and they found a lot of beautiful pieces there. And at some point, there was a project. There was a a number of kids that really loved these pieces, and they wanted to make replicas of them. Yeah, 
Yeah, and it's their heritage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, they, yeah. they, 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 they've been in the town forever. Oh, it's, they, it's the heritage of the kids who wanted to make what you, who you're calling kids. They're probably fifty yeah, years old. No, who the, wanted no, this, to, okay. this, this particular kids is like twenty six. Oh, but, okay, uh, okay. but his family, I mean, they, they just like found these beautiful pieces. They were like, this is part of who we are. We want to make replicas of this to to sell mm-hmm. because, and uh, there's this. I, I don't even know which was the exact organism that came after them. I think it was the INA or like some archaeological government institution that said, you cannot do this. Right. So you an outside force exa- saying your cultural you can- heritage is actually our cultural heritage. You have no business doing this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Which I believe is not fine. I, that, I actually, <laughs> I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what your point is. Well, that the same thing happens with the word mezcal. Oh, I, I, I agree with you. If like, if what you're saying is that, um, that the Mexican government or some, some faction of the Mexican government or some faction of some international archaeological organization, I don't know, if they're trying to tell somebody that their cultural heritage is no longer accessible to them. I am in full agreement. And this is the problem that I have with the denomination of origin of Mescal is that you've got these these forces that have no business telling these individuals to not use the word Mescal. Um, and yet they've done it and they've done it. So so my problem is not it's certainly not with the word mezcal and it's certainly not with the communities when i go and visit lalo when you and i go and visit lalo um because mm. it's an episode so i like to say lalo <laughs> um you know do, do i serious. use the word mezcal you do of course i do well you don't speak spanish so you just don't use words you just smile a lot but sure that's not true with Lalo. He like <laughs> Lalo will speak English with me. Um, Moralist, moralist. But I anyway. but I use the word mezcal because he uses the word mezcal. I'm not yeah. like I'm not trying to tell him what he can and cannot do. I would never do that. If okay, he okay, wants so to do it, it's no, no, let me because this is this hey, is okay. the, this is the dead, vital dead, dead. point here. If he wants to use the word great. And Lalo, in fact, is a great example. Hey, coincidentally, I brought him up because he used to certify his agave spirits as mezcal. And then Mm -hmm. he decided that the rules around that were actually diminishing the cultural heritage of the word. And he pulled out of the D.O. So while you walk around his palenque and you drink with him and you talk with him, he's using the word mezcal, but commercially he doesn't. And you know, he doesn't commercially because of the restrictions of this outside party that's forcing these rules on him, even though they have no business doing so. Now, let's move up to the USA, where I sit today, right? <laughs> in, in, in Up the north. Okay, right. there you go. So if I'm sitting down there with Lalo and I say mezcal, he knows exactly what I mean. When mm-hmm. I say mezcal in the city of Chicago, they don't know what I mean. Yeah, they look at they they look at a bottle. They look at a bottle of something that was you know made by Amando Alvarado Alvarez, and was bottled by uh, our friend Jason Cox at Cinco Sentidos. And legally, legally, neither of them can use the word mezcal once it crosses the border. 
Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, sorry. Let me no, finish no, the no. point and then yeah, you can yeah, tell me how wrong yeah, I am. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, yeah. so you know, legally, once it crosses the border, neither of them can use the word mezcal. Mm-hmm. Now, I, you know, I've certainly seen Jason give presentations and he uses the word mezcal with audiences. And hey, you know what? I'm like, I'm hardly one to correct Jason and I don't. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to use that word because I, as much as, as much as I don't have a problem with Zygnum in general, Right. Mm -hmm. The fact that they have a whole campaign that says literally it's in their videos on YouTube that says we make Moscow clean, not in the way that they used to make it and the way Mm -hmm. that it's made in some places. Ours is the cleanest Moscow. And in essence, they are able to use this word. And yet there's this romantic idea of what Moscow is that we connect to the work of Amando, but Amando can't use the word. So I feel like if I use that word, when I talk about Amando, the people who hear me, some of them are going to go to the store. They're going to see the Cinco Sentidos bottle. They're not going to see the word mezcal. And right next to it, they're going to see the Zygnum bottle. And they're going to say, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's mezcal. That's what I want. I had this thing called mezcal. It's great. I don't believe that I believe if I use that word mezcal for all of these things that can't legally use the word mezcal, that the people to whom I am by and large speaking to are going to confuse the two and the credit is going to be given to the to the people who I believe don't deserve the credit. Uh, you're just making my head hurt so badly. Yes. Uh, yeah, like I... I uh, okay. I, I I need a second. I had a I had a long night last <laughs> night. I danced a lot. My cough surge. When you when I you say you need a second, would it help maybe if uh, if I filled that second with a quote from our friend oh, Michael please. McFarland? Oh, oh, absolutely, please. Yes. Uh, that, okay. That'll, so that'll so help. you and I had a conversation the other day with Michael McFarland, who's the uh, the founder and owner of a brand of agave spirits uh, called Revel, mm-hmm. and Revel is uh, a spirit that's made in Morelos. Did I say that name right? Uh, it's, people will get it. Okay. In the yeah, state of Morelos in Mexico. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's not part of the Mezcal Dio. It's not part of the traditions of Ricea, Bacanora, Sotol. So Micah was trying to figure out what to call it, and he didn't want to call it uh, agave spirit. So mm-hmm. so anyway, let's let's go to this quote from uh, from Micah. I would bring stuff back in my suitcase as much as I could and go around to all, you know, with, you know, Coca-Cola bottles and flip tops and jars and mason jars, and all that kind of stuff and go around to all my friends and say, what do you think? What do you think? And, and, you know, getting all these different opinions. And it just got to the, the point where everybody, I, you know, you know, and some were some well-known sommeliers are going, where did you get this stuff and what is it? And then, you know, and all this other stuff. And, uh, but basically being able to take what they're doing and, and helping bring out and showcasing the farmers and distillers of Morelos and what they do. You know, they're not a tequila. They're not a Bacchanara. They're not a Sotol. They, uh, they're not a, uh, you know, a mezcal, you know, I went down to my mezcal guy and he says, ah, man, you, you can't, that's not mezcal, you know? So, you know, I, then I started doing research and, you know, the beauty of the internet and, you know, I found the Bacchanara story and then started to model on that process and trying to go after a denomination of origin. 
So there you go. So he went after a denomination of origin, created this name Avila, which is the name. Avila, Avila, Avila. Avila, sorry. Avila, which is the the last name of um, the person who is distilling his spirit. He's created the, or he's, he's purchased the trademark here in the U.S. And his plan is anything that comes out of Morelos, once he set up the denomination of origin, anything that comes out of that state can mm-hmm. use that word more uh, of Avila. Avila. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, the one thing that all these discussions always makes me think, it makes mm-hmm. me think a lot of the early 1900s move, art movements. How do you mean? Yeah, like... Uh, well, like, you know, the like the first big one was futurism, then you had cubism, you have like you had all these different art movements yeah. that had some sort of uh, I wouldn't say like an identity crisis, but they were trying to figure out what they were doing and they were trying to find loose rules in which they w- will coexist. So, huh. within the futurist, there was actually a manifesto. There was a manifesto that uh, that explained which was the art that was certified to be futurist. But Quote, then unquote, certified. In, there was no actual certified. Nah, of course not. Right, no, okay. But there was a group of kids that will call them some futurists. And then you had this realist, you have all these groups of people. Yeah. But the the more years went through, it was looser and looser. It was uh it was more we we stopped talking about schools or movements we mm-hmm. start stop talking about abstract expressionism minimalism and we start talking, they started crossing over i'm guessing and and we start talking about individuals we start yeah. talking about people that started to take a bunch of these things and doing extremely unique pieces of work uh you're uh, how do you pronounce basquiat i love how you pronounce basquiat, basquiat. oh jesus christ anyway <laughs> like basquiat and, and a lot of other kids so i I don't want to say that we're like in the early 1900s uh, in, in in Mezcal or in Agave Spirits, but I think there is, uh, we are in a moment where we're trying to understand how can we use uh, certain terms to explain the diversity and the complexity of the category. And I think more and more it is rather clear that using one word to explain the vast uh, uh, landscape that we have in front of us, and this word being mezcal is not enough. Oh, I, you know, I'd, I'd agree with you, but I think the the problem is that the word mezcal has been taken away from us. I don't, I don't yeah. use it because I'm literally trying to follow the rules to make it simpler for the consumers to whom I speak to understand what is what. I mean, this is well, this is the we just did an episode you and I on what yeah. mezcal artisanal is and what it is not, and you who literally helped to build <laughs> one of the biggest mezcal artisanal palenques so embarrassing. in, so in embarrassing. the world, even you got most of the questions wrong. Uh, so, no. so my, yeah. my, you know, my point is like if if. If the Mexican government had never tried to own that word, if literally our friend Craig uh, Reynolds out in California could make a spirit using the blue webbers that he's growing in California and call it mezcal, right? I, I think the world would actually be easier to understand. Every spirit that is distilled from fermented agave is mezcal. And then within that, 
you've got your futurists and your impressionists and all that, right? Like that makes sense to me. And that at that point, tequila really is a kind of mezcal. But now that's not the case. And yet so many people say that is the case. And most consumers, and, and we'll get to this actually in the next episode, Rick, where most consumers just don't have the time hey. to sit down and figure it out. Okay, so as a conclusion, because we're, we're running out of time, uh, oh, you haven't are. been looking at the, you're so excited about this. I think that what I do love about the expression agave spirits is that in a restaurant, in a bar, when you, or someone you just don't know, yesterday I was drinking at Bosforo and uh, I, it was beautiful. Somebody looked at the menu that it's written on the wall and he's like, oh, what is the stilados de agave? I want to have. Well, like the, 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 but, the wait, guy, wait, wait. When you say when you say somebody, are we talking a gringo? No, it was a Mexican, and the kid and the kid looked oh. at the at the menu, and uh, it's written on the wall, and it's like I want mezcales, I don't want the stilado de agave. What the hell is that? And the waiter yeah. was yeah. like, well, she was like, okay, uh, it's the same. She just said like, it's 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 mezcal. Wait, wait, you didn't jump in? I I did, I did. I, I thought I, you had I thought you had a radio show about this. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I did, but I just recommended him to go for the tepestates, but. Uh, what I love, <laughs> yeah, of course, because that's what I do. Buy the most expensive thing, dude. Anyways, I think what is lovely about these expressions is that it allows for questions. It allows research. It allows for curi curiosity to come about. And when you say mezcal, people are in an extremely familiar uh, place. But when you say the estilo de agave... Did you say they're in a familiar place? Well, because if you if you if you say that twice, I'm going to make you tell me exactly what is and is not mezcal artisanal. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! What what I'm what I'm all I'm suggesting is that when they said this, they see the name of the plant that was used to make this, mm -hmm. and that already creates such a place for a conversation, right? I, 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 yeah, I agree, and, and and that that is so much bigger than most of the things that we consume today. I disagree, but okay. Yeah, well, all I'm saying is I, I, I... Like coffee, you've got the same thing. Wine, you've got the same yeah, thing. Beer, you've are, got the same thing. Sort of. Like I, all these conversations could take place, but but it's harder to have a conversation when you've got different definitions, conflicting, in fact, definitions of the same word. Uh, this is not a conclusion, Lord. And, and that word mezcal, you just demonstrated for me, that word mezcal doesn't travel even in Mexico where it's, it's not, native, it's let not. alone in the USA. Well, Bosforo like, hosts a bunch of different people. Uh, I wish we had a more clear-cut conclusion to this. Well, we, we, we don't have to have a clear-cut conclusion. Like, I just really wanted to explain, um, you know, I, I think some people... I think some people read my refusal to use the word mezcal um, in, in a public setting to talk about uncertified agave spirits as me being disrespectful. And in fact, mm. I would say that it's quite the opposite, that I am trying to be, uh, I, I, I'm not using that word mezcal because I'm trying to be respectful of the people whose whose hands are literally tied and they're not allowed to use that word legally in the USA. I want them to get the credit for what they do. And if I continue to say agave spirit, that person going into the liquor store, when they see a bottle by Amando and it says agave spirit, they're not going to say, oh, I thought I was looking for mezcal. They're going to go, oh yeah, no, this is exactly what Lou was telling me about. Okay. I agree. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>
That's all. Cool. Well, let's wrap hey. this, and then uh, next episode we could have that further conversation that I referenced. You got so serious out of this sudden. Anyways, I know Zemos. I say we're going. Hasta pronto. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lubank and Chava Peribán. Sound Engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lou is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him. He is one. Agave Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the food world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends. And please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network can drive you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If it drives you to drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Eat responsibly too. And listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive or walk. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. If you get up and stretch every 30 minutes, do not stretch beyond your abilities. Stay within your defined stretching capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you do not have a doctor, listen to all the shows on the Heritage Radio Network. There has to be at least one doctor among the Heritage Radio Network podcast hosts. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip out.